Chapter 27 Henry ran out of view. I turned around to find the two guards on the ground, dead. A different man with white hair aimed his gun at me. I screamed again, my body trembling. Who was this man? Where'd he come from? How'd you get here, Rose? Could have sworn I heard a tremble in Carper's voice. The guards felt like jokes compared to this man who didn't resemble or smell like a rose, but whose gray eyes were as sharp as thorns. From one look, I could sense this man didn't just threaten to kill, but took action. And now my company included a killer and supposed ex-killer. Rose held out his gun toward Carper, his muscles steady, his aim well rehearsed. How Zhu Bu Jin? Was that Chinese? Put down the gun, Rose, and we'll talk. Rose aimed the gun at me. Not until you tell me who this is. She's pretty, Carper. A little young for you, though, don't you think? You'll leave Pero out of this, Carper said. He was protecting me. I could hug him. But then I noticed the slight shake of Carper's head, as if he was ashamed that an unruly teen took over his spotlight. Pero, huh? Rose's lips curved into a slight smile. Congratulations on finding her, Carper. But I've got to say, she doesn't look anything like her mom. Thanks for the reminder. The guy who took off before I shot these two clowns, Rose said. Was he the third chosen? So this mysterious older man knew Carper and his agendas well. Had he helped Carper capture us? That's none of your business, Carper said. And you still haven't answered how you're here. When we left through the portal from your home on Earth, you weren't there. We both know the doors never open for you. Relax, Rose lowered his gun as if that would show Carper he'd relax too. You always were uptight. I've been on Origo for years, waiting for this moment. Not everyone believed you were dead on Earth. Thanks to the very detailed notes you left behind in the lab, I found you quite easily. Carper growled. What do you want, Rose? Rose's intense stare made me think I'd see thorns shoot from out of his eyes after his next blink. The same thing these fools were after. I want the Chosen. He turned his icy stare at me, and I shuddered as if thorns pierced my skin. You're not scared of him, are you, child? Rose asked me. Your mom wasn't either until she became one of Carper's many girlfriends. Carper took a step forward. I said to leave her out of this. Rose lifted his gun again, and Carper took two steps back. I'm in charge now. You hear? You've made your fame and fortune, and now that your mighty moon city is under some strange ring-around-the-rosy attack, it's my turn. Rose pulled my left hand behind me with the strength of someone who could rip a book in half. Could he rip people? There was no need for him to pull so hard. I'd thrown myself at his feet, begging to be tortured. He tied my hands tighter than Kathina had. I bit my lip and closed my eyes on tears that fell. Rose's fingers scraped at my skin around my neck. I yelped from the sting. Where's the necklace? He asked. I don't have it. Good thing I threw it on the ground during my fit with Shia. He mumbled something in an unfamiliar language, then knelt at my feet. Give me your foot. I struggled to balance while Rose pulled off my shoe and shook it. He threw it on the ground and pulled off my sock. So detailed. 
He held his hand out for me to offer him my other foot. I set my bare foot on the cold ground. He threw the other shoe and stood. Where is it? I got rid of it. Rose pushed me to the ground, hard. You're nothing without your power. Just like your mom. Tears now dripped down my chin. You're right. I am nothing without power. But it's not my own. It's Elohim's. Rose laughed hard and loud, then lifted the gun and pointed it toward me. I don't care where you get the power. I need you to take me to the other two chosen. I no longer cared who took us next. It didn't matter when Elohim could do much scarier things than whatever power Rose hoped to gain through us. And besides, walls were about to fall. Surely Elohim stirred some big plans. I'll help you find them, I said, but only on two conditions. Rose raised a brow. You will untie my hands and you will release Carper. Rose scratched his head. I'll untie you, but I'm not releasing Carper. Rose pulled out a knife and sawed at the rope. My hand burned as the knife grazed against my skin. The rope pulled away and I rubbed my wrists. The slight cut stung. Get up, Rose said. I wiped the tears from my face. Why was I so upset about this? I'd seen a gun in my face on more than one occasion in the last couple of weeks. Perhaps exhaustion set in from being pushed around with no deliverance. Two days could not come fast enough. I'm getting my shoes on. Through my tears, I tugged the shoes toward my feet, but I hesitated when my wrists burned at every slight movement. Rose huffed. Carper, get her shoes on. Carper rushed to my side and nuzzled my feet into the shoes, as if I was the precious little girl he longed to care for. You're taking too long, Rose said. Carper left my shoelaces untied. Lifting my hands, Carper examined them, made a soft clucking sound, then pulled me up. More tears threatened to spill. Did Carper really care for me? I see. Peril's not scared of Carper because he softened. How sweet. His tone of voice told me he'd use Carper's weak persona against him. He'd better toughen up to his normal lovely self or we'd all be dead. Carper's not my friend. He's hurt me too many times. That could be true. The Lasaris are marching around Moon City now, Carper said. Sam and Bahar are with them. I suggest we wait at the camp for them to return. My necklace is at the camp, I said. Fine, Rose said. We'll go there first. I sure do hope I was hearing you, Elohim. The flop of my untied shoes was the only reply. The Lasari's absence in the camp brought an emptiness I couldn't figure out. Did a place become full of energy because of the life people brought to it? Get your necklace, Rose said to me. I bit my lip. I don't know where it is. You're the one who took it off. Glancing at Carper, I braced myself for a laugh. I threw it on the ground somewhere over there. I motioned with my head. It's completely smashed. Carper didn't laugh. In fact, his face grew dimmer, like his old self waited to emerge. You know, that was your only chance to escape, Rose said. I guess you're not going back. I guess he didn't know that Elohim took me places, not a wooden feather. Guess that means you're not going through any doors. Can't have visions without all three of us wearing the necklaces. Carper caught you, and I found my way here. 
I wore the necklace, I said. Rose kneed Carper in the groin. Carper doubled over. Why be punished for my bad news? Wait, maybe I could live with this. Look for it, Pero. Rose put a hand on the gun attached to his belt. Don't try anything that Carper would do. Carper groaned on the ground. He'd hate me later. Not that he didn't already. I thought of Jimmy. He wouldn't be marching with the Lasaris because of his injury. I should bring up that he'd been here. Never mind. Bad idea. But I could go to his tent to find the necklace and warn him if he was there. If he looked well enough, maybe he'd know what to do. Shia probably has the necklace in his tent. I pointed toward Jimmy's tent with a shaky finger. Then go. I walked into the clearing. Dry grass fluttered against my feet. I heard the snap of a twig and turned. Rose followed from a distance. I imagined his fingers creeping up like spider legs, crawling onto my neck and sinking into my skin. Focus, Peril. Koak. I picked up my pace. The sooner I left Rose, the better I'd breathe. Unless he followed me inside. I arrived at Jimmy's tent. I'm searching for the necklace. Could Rose hear the tremor in my voice? Five minutes. He shifted his head back and forth like the eagle. I nodded and stepped in. Jimmy's mat. Gone. Jimmy, too. Maybe he hadn't made it and the Lasaris buried him. My eyes watered. I couldn't jump to conclusions. Stop, Rose's voice said from outside. What's your name? It's Sam. Great, shrimpers, what was Sam thinking? Sam Nessim, is that really you? Apparently everyone but me knew Mr. Rose. Good to see you too, Uncle, Sam said. I hear you're looking for me. Right, we'll save the hugs for later. Some family reunion. I want to trade, Sam said. Trading for me wouldn't work when Rose wanted all three of the Chosen. Why'd you come, Sam? You can't have her, Rose said. Not Paro, Sam said. Carper. Nope, I'm keeping Carper. What's Carper to you? He won't get you where you want to be. If you take me in Paro, I can use my gift to grow door to earth. And then we'll be on our way and Carper will suffer by himself with a destroyed city. Maybe Sam was on to something. With a trade, we could go home and Carper would get what he deserved. But without Mom? And Elohim wanted Carper to come with us. I heard the click of a trigger. What an uncle. I need all three of you for my plan to work. Let go of Carper, Mr. Rose, Mom's voice said, and the three chosen are all yours. Mom knew Rose also. When all of this ended, I needed one long backstory. Now I just wanted Henry to pop out from behind a tent and volunteer to join. But his voice didn't come. Paro? Rose called. I stepped out of the tent with my hands out, as I'd seen in movies. Did the actor shake as much as I did? Mom and Sam were there. I didn't need to be so nervous. Maybe my nerves came from a gun pointed toward me, or because going home might not be as smooth as tapping my untied shoes together. Mom stood at attention, her fighting stick ready at her feet. Sam stared at me as if he thought me more beautiful than his memories told him. I wanted to apologize for letting him down. Without you, Rose said, Carper is limited. Thanks to Carper, I have access to all of his lab. But what about the necklaces? 
Sam took off a necklace. Here's Peros. A piece of the feather pendant hung in the other direction. It was mine for sure. Give it to her, Rose said. Sam held out the necklace and dropped it into my outstretched hand. He looked at me. His eyes didn't look pained like earlier that day. Instead, they were confident. Show your necklaces, Rose nodded towards Sam and Mom. They showed their keys to a place I didn't want to go without Henry. Your power exceeds Carper's. Rose's smile traveled up on one side of his face. Deal. The reality of the transaction punched me in the gut. We were being taken. Again. Who knows what he'd do to us. I wouldn't see Dad, nor Henry. Maybe I wouldn't want to if it meant their lives were in danger. I'd go back to Earth, but not home. I'd been sold. To Mr. Rose.